high-functioning anxiety. What is it? Do I have it? Did I have it before getting this panic attacks? Or have I always had it? These are some of the questions that we think of when we hear about high-functioning anxiety. Although we hear about it often, it's not an official mental diagnosis, but it is often used to describe people who experience anxiety but are still able to function in their daily lives, and from the outside, they look like they have it all together, but in the inside, they experience anxiety. Stay tuned for more. Welcome to the Anxiety Doctor Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Lisa, and I'm super excited to always bring you amazing tools and tips to help you eliminate that dreadful anxiety. Join me every Wednesday as I bring you a new episode every week. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Lisa. I am your host of the Anxiety Doctor Podcast. I am super happy to always see the numbers of every single episode going up. That means we have new listeners. So welcome to those of you that are new. I invite you to listen to all the other episodes. We have good information. I get a lot of DMs and emails about how these episodes have helped people get through their anxiety. So welcome again for those of you that are new and for those of you that are loyal listeners, thank you for joining me again and um, for all the kind messages that I have received from you all. So today we're talking about high functioning anxiety. So for those of you that don't know me, I really don't like using a lot of psychological terms and then talking about panic attacks and anxiety attacks and panic disorder and anxiety disorder and just kind of giving you all these different words and terms that we have in the world of psychology, in the world of um, mental health. Because with anxiety, if I talk about a different little symptom and I name it something that psychologically we use in uh, my profession, then you're going to Google it. And guess what? You're going to think, oh, I have another disorder. I have something else. I have this and that. The way we treat anxiety and panic disorders is a little different, but basically the same thing, the same way. So OCD, we kind of treat it the same. Maybe the exposures will be different, but basically, for the most part, I talk about generalized anxiety disorder. Um, but all this stuff helps you if you do have a panic disorder. And so don't worry too much about what you have. Yes, it's important for us to know anxiety is anxiety. Panic attack is a panic attack. But most people with anxiety will get panic attacks. Some people won't, but for the most part, we will. So try not to worry so much about the actual diagnosis and what it means and, you know, try not to look it up. I think it's important for us to educate about what we have, educate yourself about, um, you know, the, the, the way the amygdala works and the way the brain works and how and why anxiety works the way it does, but try not to get so deep into every single 
article that you read, inform yourself, look for people that are knowledgeable, that you feel you can trust when you follow, when you hear podcasts, when you read a book, um, and try not to get too caught up in the psychological terms. But I wanted to create this podcast because there are a lot of people with high functioning anxiety. They know they get nervous. They know they get super stressed out. They know that if they stop working, their anxiety will come. And for the most part, people with high functioning anxiety, the reason why they don't get severe panic attacks is because they stay busy. They think that if they stay busy, then they won't have a panic attack. They won't think. And um, sometimes that's what gets us in trouble. We are super busy. We try to distract ourselves with work and being super busy. And then eventually it catches up to us because we're not robots and we cannot just work, 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 work to not have to think or to not have to have to not have that time to think. Because when we are not doing anything, the only thing that we're doing is we're thinking. So the definition of high-functioning anxiety is typically um, someone who experiences anxiety while still managing daily life quite well. Generally, and you might argue if you do have high-functioning anxiety, you might not agree with managing your day quite well, right? Because we all know that. We're battling this anxiety in our mind. Yes, to the outside world, we might seem like we have it all together and that we're dealing with life quite well, but we usually don't. And it also says, the definition also says, generally a person with high functioning anxiety may appear put together and well accomplished on the outside, yet experiences severe stress and worry or have obsessive thoughts. And I would add to that even intrusive thoughts. So I know a lot of people that come to see me that never had a panic attack or severe anxiety. And they're really, 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 really busy. They stay busy. They do so much. And they see it as, you know what? Because I've been so busy and I've been always putting 110% into my work, I am very successful in what I do. So, you know, they say that and, you know, I've been busy. I do this. I stay busy. And then they realize that the only reason, not the only reason, but most of the reason why they continue to stay busy is because they don't want to be with their thoughts. So they want to occupy their mind with work and being busy so they don't sit and think because that will bring on the anxiety. So a lot of these people just want to stay busy. But like I said earlier, if you do that, the more you just try to stay busy, the harder it gets and the more you're prolonging your recovery and you working on the actual underlying reasons why you are getting um, anxiety. And eventually it'll catch up to us because we are not robots. We cannot just work, 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 work. The older we get, the harder it is. And we all know that our hormones change when we're older and it's harder for us to deal with stressed and we're tired. It's just really, really hard for us to continue to work 
110% or giving 110% to whatever it is that we do. So it's really important for us to sit back and understand that we have to eventually deal with this. So if you deal with it sooner, it's always better. So sooner the better. And um, know that there's so many people out there that don't even know that they have anxiety. They know that their thoughts kind of creep up and they don't like them and they just kind of shut them off. So there are people that have high functioning anxiety and don't even know because they never have the physical symptoms. They never give their mind enough time or the amygdala enough time to create those symptoms because they stay busy. So a lot of people think, oh, with anxiety, you have to have all the physical symptoms. Not really. Some of these people will never have those symptoms because they stay busy and that's why they continue to stay busy. But like I said, eventually they'll creep up and um, sometimes that's why I have patients that are in their 30s or 40s that have never had any of the physical symptoms and all of a sudden something triggers them or they can't take the stress as much or, or as easily as they did when they were younger and then that creates all of the symptoms and all of the panic and all of those ugly things that we feel when we have anxiety. So, you know, some of these people, like I said, might not even know that they have anxiety. Anxiety is something that we all uh, experience. It's just something that everyone experiences. But panic is when we are or I guess our alarm is on high alert and we experience, experience all those physical symptoms. So people with high functioning anxiety, sometimes they're really busy. They take on a lot. They're always doing something. I think I had high functioning anxiety when I was younger. I was always busy. I always wanted to do more. I always wanted to push myself. And it wasn't until I was doing way too much and change was coming to my life that the panic hit me. So do you have high functioning anxiety? Do you have a lot of stress? Do you feel like you have to stay busy in order for your mind to not kind of creep in and the anxiety to um, start? Is that what you're doing? Evaluate what you're doing. How do you look? How do you feel in the inside? Are you an overthinker? Not necessarily all overthinkers have severe anxiety, but do you feel like you can't rest because your thoughts come up and you start feeling anxiety? Some of the things that people with high functioning anxiety do experience is um, very, very uh, bad sleep habits, um, you know, no boundaries. They say yes to everything because they want to stay busy. They always have to have something, even on weekends. They can't just sit still. And I know a lot of people like this. Like I said, I see them in my practice, but I know a lot of other people that I've come across that have to do something every single weekend. And if you have kids and you have high functioning anxiety, you use you don't use your kids, but you use the activities with your kids to just 
fill your day with activities so you don't have time to sit with your thoughts. That is what you all do for people with high function anxiety do to keep the anxiety away. But like I said, and I'll say it again, we cannot continue to do that because eventually it will creep up and it'll force you to sit. It'll force you to deal with it. So if you feel that this resonates with you, sit with your thoughts, sit with your anxiety, learn all the ways to help yourself. Um, And of course, I have all the other um, episodes on all the other um, or all the steps on um, some of the previous episodes to getting better and um, eliminating that dreadful anxiety. I think that's all I have for you today. Um, I only have a few minutes before my next patient comes. Um, Yes, I do still continue to stay busy, but I do take time for myself. Take the time to rest. Put yourself on your list of priorities. You always have, we always have a list of priorities. Are you on that list? Are you doing something for yourself at least once a week? Start with once a week. Start with doing something for yourself. Start with deep breathing. It will change the way you handle stress and eventually will help you to eliminate that dreadful anxiety. That is all I have for today. Again, if you're interested in our group, I will be accepting a few more clients uh, for our online group. We meet every Monday at 7 a.m. PST, which is um, 9 a.m. Central Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time. And then every other Saturday at 2 p.m. Central Time, which is 12 um, noon PST. And it's actually at 2.30. And then... 3.30 Eastern time. If you're interested, uh, we do have a few slots available. I would love to see you and meet you in our group. Always remember to be good to yourself and others, and I will see you soon. Thanks for listening. Find us on Instagram at The Anxiety Doctor and online at www.drlisacortez.com. Check back weekly for new episodes. Until next time.